0: Ice out. Brought to you by By ProfessionalTurf.com. Minnetonka went out on this day, which I don't know if it would have been Good Friday on these dates. But Minnetonka went out on this day in 1925, 1929, 1935, and 1988. And White Bear Lake went out in 1931, 1976, 1980. In 2004. And now, from the man's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Speed Lake, it's Garage Lodge with Chris Weavers manning technology corner. Kenny Olson, from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, Ken, Airworks Commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your man, Joe Sushir. <laughs> Something different to begin this show. We're joined in studio by Representative Marion O'Neill and uh, Jason, Brown, State Senator, right? right? State Senator Jason Rerrick. Uh, Marion was asked to come in because I've named you, Marion, whether you like it or not, uh, an offic- the official legislator of Garage Logic, and I base that on this constituent newsletter you write. And you've asked Jason Rerrick to join us because you're both GL. Legislators and uh, Marion uh, and Jason, uh, I guess our basic question is uh, things are insane right now. Do you, either of you have any hope for sanity? Marion, you go first.
1: Well, thank you for asking me on. I appreciate that. And part of the reason I should say to of why Son of Herrera is here is because we're soon to be married. And I got an email saying it's a different table. With Jason.
0: Wait a minute, you two are about to be married. Breaking <laughs> news for nude. the 56th the fifth or sixth
2: time, or <laughs> <laughs> this will be the first time
0: for both of you. No, okay. Well, I want to be. A oh, wait, a make it awkward, No, <laughs> well, I'm not. I was just my curiosity <laughs> was killing nice me. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> no, congratulations. That's fantastic. fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, where were we? So, you're sitting at the dinner table. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you get an email.
1: I was sitting at the dinner table, got an email, and I was playing with him a little bit because I know. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm not sure if this is a legitimate email. And I started reading it to him. And I said, Joe Sucheray wants us on or wants me on Grudge Logic. I said, What do you think about that? And he just thought that was the greatest (laughs) thing ever.
2: (laughs) You've
0: been a GLer for a while. I, uh have been a
3: GLer since I've been in my early 20s. And you right.
0: represent what area of the
3: state? Uh, so, between here and Duluth, so Pine County,
0: Carlton County, um, some of Kennebec, and a little bit of Chisago and St. Louis. And Marion, where are you representing? I know you're out Buffalo way.
1: I am. So, I'm in Wright County. I hmm. have Buffalo, Monticello, and Maple Lake, and then four townships.
0: Being GLers, what's it like to go to work every day? Oh. We, uh, look at
3: our, we look at our, each other now and then and ask ourselves, "Why are we doing this job?" And <laughs> it, is, uh, it is very frustrating watching what's happening. Um, we have the front row seat to it. It's it's crazy.
0: What, what is happening?
3: Well, there are uh, a number of proposals that are coming forward that that are just not well thought out. Mm-hmm. And you know that's one of the. Um, I've become a much better legislator of. Being around Mary, and she asks great questions. And as you saw by the newsletter, mm-hmm. she digs in so deep and challenges the Democrats with what they're bringing forward. And uh, many times they don't have answers uh, mm-hmm. for her questions. And that's that's what gets the most frustrating when you you spot things that are not in the bills, or you know, or they're wrong, and they just don't seem to care sometimes.
0: To an outsider, it seems as though the NFL is intended to spend just as much money as possible. Is that a safe observation area?
1: It absolutely is. Not only are they spending the entire surplus, they are doubling down and raising taxes a lot.
0: And and there's really, being in the minority in all three uh, levels of the government, there's really nothing you can do. Or is there? Help us understand that.
1: Well, I do have a little bit of hope. And because I'm in the trenches, because I push back, because I don't stop. I don't and they know that. I will not stop asking questions. I won't stop digging until I'm satisfied. One legislator used to call it, I have to hit bedrock. Mm -hmm. I just keep going and going and going and going. Mm -hmm. And I'll say it on the floor. I'll say it in committee. I'll say it in multiple committees until I finally get an answer. So we've seen some incremental backing down of some of this stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's not much. Um, They're going to spend the whole thing. The next budget is going to be $72 billion. Exactly. $72 $72 billion, that's the entire surplus plus more. And I have the tails target. So the tails is future spending. Not only are they spending the entire surplus and raising taxes, but they're going to spend $3 billion more than the projected revenue coming in in the tails. So $5 billion is projected to come in, they're going to spend over 8
0: But this reflects them having no a relationship or identification with at least half the Minnesotans in the state. They have no idea that we, you know, we're buying groceries and taking kids to school and going to Menards and buying plywood and, and uh, trying to save enough to maybe go up to the lake for a weekend. They have no, they don't seem in tune with, with many Minnesotans. I don't know where to take that. We we call them mysterians or euphorians, or people who live in the liberal lakes, but they seem very detached from the reality of the lives that all of us include well, you two, apparently, as well, GLers live.
2: Not only that, Joe, they're
0: detached from simple budget matters. Who who runs their household where you out... Mary, you said $5 billion incoming, and they're spending eight. None of us live our lives that way. It's impossible.
1: You know, it really is. And I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be fine, right? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well,
0: I'm thinking of that meaning based on that. The dog's sitting at the coffee table and the entire house is on fire. And he's it's it's fine. It'll be fine. That's that's what I envision is going on right now. Well, here's the biggest problem. You've now added $17 billion to a what? a, A budget that has to be fashioned every two years. That budget from here until eternity have to be 17 billion dollars more we have to come up with that money now there's that money should have been returned to the taxpayers or at least most of it or some of it should have been walls to me i, I you guys say what you want but uh, i cut walls a lot of slack much in the dismay of my my gl people here oh, on the sorry. show early on uh during the past because he didn't ask for the pandemic and i was cutting him a lot of slack and 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 i've i've come to this conclusion that he's been the biggest disappointment as a governor of anyone in my lifetime and uh, i i find him to be a terribly weak character and i don't like decision making and uh he's been no help to to bringing sanity back to the table he's been no help i don't know where you guys stand on that obviously uh, i'm not asking you to condemn the governor i yeah, why not? <laughs> I had great great hopes for him at one point, but but feel terribly, terribly disappointed. Let, let me game. add to that, Joe. So we talked about this a lot during the campaign season and how basically, unless it was a, a, a stop within Hennepin County or within the metro, Walls wasn't interested in, in debating outstate Minnesota. Therefore, in my opinion, he doesn't give a damn about outstate Minnesota. And I, I just look at that as fact. He really does.
3: Yeah. It would be hard to, to disagree with you on that. I think it, With both uh, Governor Dayton and Governor Walls and their re-election, uh, they determined that avoiding uh, public contact was their best uh, means of getting re-elected. They, they didn't want to engage and have to answer for what they had done. And uh, people did not hold them accountable. Part of that, uh, when you look at the numbers, um, you know, Republicans get, many times get the... We're, we're told we're the party of the big money, uh, we were outspent 10 to 1 in this last election cycle, and that's that's hard to overcome.
2: Jason, are you an
0: electrician by trade? I am, and you own an electrician business.
3: I'm a one man electrical You're a contractor. small business owner, correct. And where were you raised in the Pine City area?
0: And what, how long have you been in office? Uh, the,
3: I started my ninth year,
0: ninth year, but you were a rep.
3: Yep, I was four years in the House uh, and now I'm starting my fifth year in the Senate.
0: Why do you want to do it?
3: I still believe there are things that we can do to, to make a difference. Um, there are times where you help a constituent out uh, with something that's happening at a, a state agency that they can't get done. Um, and I, I do have hope that uh, we can change things. You know, this last election, uh, there were three Senate seats that were so close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just hope that uh, people are paying attention to what's happening. Um, you know, abortion was the, the kind of the issue that was the main one. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people who believe that abortion should be legal in some sense believed they should have passed what they did almost immediately. And with all of the other things that they're uh, voting on, um, I am very hopeful that the House uh, can flip in two years and we can kind of stop the crazy. And then hopefully people will remember. Um, four years from now and we can start to rein it back in. But it, I mean, a lot of the things that the Democrats are going to put in place uh, these next two years are it's going to be, to be high, high to and yeah. yeah
0: Marianne, where are you from?
1: So I'm from Minnesota originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up actually near Bagley. So if you know where Bemidji is, sure. way up North, um, I was in Climbera County. So it was one of the poorest counties in the entire state. Um, also a lot of native Americans that lived, uh, in, in the neighborhood of where I was and around and surrounding me. Um, so that, that's where I grew up, went to Bemidji State. Then I left the state for 10 years. Mm. Many people do. Um, I came back to work for Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Mm-hmm. And I had been working in the field of nonprofit about seven years before that. And so I became their development director. And um, that's what brought me back to Minnesota. And I've been here ever since.
0: How long have you been in an office?
1: So I am starting my 11th year, Mm -hmm. Um, this is my sixth term.
0: Why are you doing it?
1: You know, it's funny because the whole crazy road of how I got here is is really crazy, but um, now Senator Bruce Anderson had kind of mentored me for five years and introduced me to the world of politics. I knew nothing about it, had no interest in it. I was happy raising my family. And he just kept inviting me and kind of enticing me. And so I got to see what it really was like. And then the Amy Koch thing happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Sure do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boy, do we. <laughs>
3: Marion happened to be her legislative assistant when oh. it happened.
1: Well, yes. So I've got all kinds of stories, but yes. So None
0: of which you could share.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I will only say one thing as a woman in politics, she got a raw deal. Mm-hmm. There were ways to handle it. And it was handled, um, in my opinion, very poorly. Mm-hmm. But what that did is it opened up that Senate seat. And then Senator Anderson, Bruce Anderson, then ran for that Senate seat. And he turned to me and he said, OK, I've been mentoring you for five years. Are you ready? And I said, no, <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Who's ready for this job. No, one. you're not ready. If you think you're ready, you're not ready. So um, he said, well, it's either now or never. And I said, OK, well, let's do it. Once I'm in, I'm in. I'm a hundred percent in. And so I now I I used to call this my dream job. I'm not sure if I would call it that right now. Mm-hmm. But it is a passion of mine. It is something that is different every day. I love that. I love learning new things. I love helping constituents. And and like you read in my newsletter, just being very short, blunt, and to the point facts.
0: Well, you have a, uh... Constituent was a GLR named Paul Root, and he sent me a couple of your constituent updates. I guess you would call this. And the only reason I was intrigued is that they have you're dealing with things that happen in everyday life, and it's making me curious to uh, to pursue some of the constituent newsletters from the other side. We're looking at getting some of those. Uh, for example, I, I won't go into it, but uh, you you are, are sticking to. A life we can identify with. Both of you are sticking to a life we can identify with. Is there a temptation for you to get pulled away from that, to get pulled to the other side, and just say the hell with it? I'm going to join the majority here.
1: I have never had that thought in my entire life, and Mm -hmm. I'll tell you why. So, as I drove here, I drove by Planned Parenthood, Mm -hmm. and I am unapologetically Mm pro-life. And I got to tell you, the further The left goes the further they get away from allowing anybody in their party that is pro life. Even though I remember when Ryan Winkler said, Hey, you should really join our side. We Mm -hmm. have pro life Democrats too. Well, they have one left Mm -hmm. in the House. Mm -hmm. One. The rest of them were defeated in greater Minnesota. And I can say that because I saw his vote on the abortion bill. Now, I've never thought about it because. The ideologies are just so different from what I believe. I don't think government is the answer for everything. I think life is important. And I think the, our life and our liberties are really important. And I'm kind of a libertarian in that kind of sense. It's, it, our liberties are really important.
0: What do you both uh, think of the, the, uh, the rapidness with which the left has gone beyond recognition? In other words, they're not the DFL of 25 years ago or maybe even 10 years ago. What in God's name has happened to bring about this radicalization, to send them so far left that most of us, well, I guess not most of us because they got voted in, but I'm gonna say most of us, well, okay, most of us who listen to this show cannot identify with them. What, what brought on that, that rapid descent into a radical form of government that we don't recognize? Why are they getting away with it? Why is Minnesota earning a reputation for this?
1: I think it comes back down to outside money. Mm -hmm. I would encourage you to look at Bill Guan's Twitter feed.
0: All right. Uh, G-L-O-N?
1: G-L-A-H-N, I believe. Uh,
0: G-L-A-H-N,
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Bill Guan. And those of you out there that follow him on Twitter, you know he has done some deep dives. And you know there's a lot of dark money out there. I'll group the Democrats on that one. But from what he could gather, a good 50% of what he could see Outside of Minnesota money and in a big, big dollar amount that went to the DFO. Not very. So if you look at Republicans, we basically fundraise grassroots. Mm-hmm. It's $25 here, $50 the there. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And now the Democrats are calling in big donors. What do
0: those big donors want to achieve? What
1: what what's see? the end game? Mm-hmm. It's what you see happening.
0: Well, it's the dis- destruction. Uh,
1: dependence of oh, uh,
3: people on government, I think, is the biggest thing because then they have control and they have power.
1: But I'll tell you where the money is going. Please. To me, what I see and looking at the budgets and the uh, expenditures and what I see is going to unions and going to nonprofits and then those monies funnel back into the DFL. I see like Education Minnesota and Senator Rare is the lead. Senate lead on higher, uh, excuse me, on K 12 um, education. And well, you got your
0: work cut off for you. <laughs> this
3: has been a steep learning curve. It is crazy. Uh, the, the formulas are confusing, and I think they want it that way. Mm-hmm. So you don't understand where the money is going and why.
1: All you have to do is look at who uh, gave them the most money and then who's getting the most money out of the budget as far as like Minnesota, we just you just follow, it's not very far to follow. You just follow the money trail and you can see what the agenda is.
0: Well, the, the citizens of this state have been sold this nonsense for years that all education needs is more money. Well, no, it, it, that hasn't worked, but that continues to be the mantra. Can you stay with us for a moment? Absolutely, we're going to take a time out and go right to Kenny. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the fantastic weather we have coming up. Today and over the weekend, and especially next week, uh, we're going to be uh, seeing our lawns here pretty soon. And if you want the best lawn in the block, professionalturf.com. All dealers know that's the answer. Uh, but some of us might not know that they also do landscaping, and they do a pretty good job. Uh, with your landscaping division. They're going to work with you to design your landscape project. They do that with digital photography and then imaging software so you can actually see how it's going to look before they even put a shovel in the ground. And they specialize in everything outdoors, everything landscaping, trees, shrubs, uh, concrete pavers, patios, fire pits, uh, ponds, streams, uh, rock mountains, you name it, Professional Turf can do it. The best lawn in the neighborhood and an amazing outdoor environment. You can see it all at ProfessionalTurf.com. We're joined by State Senator Jason Rarick, Minnesota Rep. Marion O'Neill, uh, both of whom are GLers. and another thing occurs to me to wonder about: given the the way the DFL has become something I don't recognize, do uh, you get along with them? Can you have civil conversations with them about normal things? Yeah, let, let me chime in there yeah. too uh, because that's one of the main questions I had leading up to this. Can you guys? Can you still? Is there negotiation? Is there two different sides sitting at a table talking the issues out and agreeing on what we're going to do going forward? Because our perspective is there's no negotiation at all. Yeah.
1: So there, that's a two part question, really. Um, You had asked about kind of personal relationships mm-hmm. and Ironically, I have really, really good relationships across the aisle. Mm-hmm. I do bills with them. I've literally, in this session alone, co-presented. So I'm sitting there with the Democrat author, and I'm the second author. on um, For four different times, I sat at the testifier stand and presented bills with them. That's great. So I personally have a really good personal relationship on things that I can agree to. Now, here's the other thing that's happened is when I'm in committee and I'm asking all these really difficult questions that authors can't answer. Chairs have begun to send me authors before they have a hearing and ask me if I have any concerns or questions. Basically, what am I going to say? Hmm. There have been times where like they, in they want
0: the questions ahead of time, right?
1: It's a little bit like that. They, I think they also want to make changes if they have to. Okay. So I, I see this push and pull. What I don't see is that at the leadership level. So I don't see like our uh, minority lead, Lisa Damis, reaching across and having meetings with Long and Hortman. I don't, I don't think that's happening. I don't know if it's happening in the Senate, but they don't have to. They don't have to include us in anything. They run the show. Yeah. They run the show, they have the trifecta, they can do whatever they want. Individual lawmakers, have a different standard than that, like the ones I work with. I work with Kelly Moeller. I work with Athena Hollins, with Kali Her. You know, there's a whole list of them that I've worked with. Frank Frank Hornstein, who is the chair of transportation, I just signed a bill with him to um, basically make sure that we're educating our kids about the Holocaust Mm -hmm. because we're not. And that's abhorrent to me. So, you know, where I can find common ground, I always do. And I've always thought out, I am. I have more requests than I could possibly fulfill for my time and being on bills and, and all of that. But personally, yes, structurally, the governor, honestly, is running the show, if you really want to know. Mm-hmm. That's what I see. Mm-hmm. I see the governor making a lot of decisions and, um, his budget bills are the budget bills that we entered into the record at the House, and then the chairs kind of tweak it. That's what I see.
0: You're dealing with a lot of people who believe men can have babies. But they can't. So, where does the conversation go from there? I wonder. These people are nuts, as far as I'm concerned. I was going to say, there, there has been a change that's been happening. You know, I think
3: uh, most everyone uh, Representative O'Neill talked about um, are people who have been there a while. Uh, What we're seeing um, are a number of activists who are becoming involved and getting elected. And instead of coming with the idea that they're here to manage a state budget, uh, work on issues for all Minnesotas, they're coming with agendas. Mm -hmm. And it is very hard to have those conversations and build those relationships with folks like that because they don't they will not engage with you when they've only got one or two issues and they are so dead set on them. And they are opposed to what we believe in.
2: Well, you got
0: a clown that got elected named Lee Finkey, who came there for only one reason to advance transgen. hit that. if a street hole street light went out, that's not in his world. He's only there for transgen. You mentioned Kaoli her. I think she's completely nuts. She is the irony is she uh has diminished the role of women in society by insisting that it's not a big deal if transgender guys compete in sports because most women uh, aren't going to advance to professional sports anyway. Well, what, we took her apart one show. Uh, that's just again. These are people. You guys have more patience, obviously, than I do. Jordan you, guys, lasts about 10 you, seconds. you I, I couldn't last. I couldn't last thirty seconds. I don't know how you do it. I don't know I don't know how you do it clinging to the sense of normalcy and reality that you have. Um, and we see normalcy and, and reality being redefined every day. And I, I couldn't accept it. My hat's off to you. Yes, Ken. And I have a question along those lines for both uh, Jason and Marion. Um, and, and I'm going to paraphrase the governor. Uh, governor some time ago said we will uh, not be a safe haven for extremist agendas. That's paraphrasing him, but it appears to me, and I'm asking you, do you think we have done just that for leftist uh, extremism? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, You know,
3: (laughs) it it depends on which side you're on, uh, whether they mean that or not. And, you know, there's, and I do believe, like I said, we've got extremists on both sides that have gotten very, very active, and that's kind of where that battle is happening. And I will say, you know, uh, Republicans, um, we're held to a different standard. You know, we will say something that, or one of our members will say something that's a bit controversial, and it's blasted out there day after day. And if a Democrat says something controversial, um, it's supported, and they're not held to that same, they're not held accountable for their statements um, that are just as crazy, you know. You can right. have a Democrat, you know, I'm making the energy sector as well, and we've got the group out there that believes the earth is doomed to die right. in you know, less than 12 years now, but nobody calls them out on that. Right. Nobody challenges them that on that in the general media. And the average person never hears about that and doesn't think that, well, you're just nuts. Jason, and, are we but, down to nine years by now though? No, we I to say it's yeah. under 12. Years. They don't they have, have a lot time <laughs> 12 years
0: They've said that number for so and, long. And Jason, as a GLR, you know, Suge has been doing that for years and he is continually labeled as a climate denier, which is a ludicrous designation. Well, I, I, my my yeah. short position is the climate has always changed and always will. I'm Thank just you. not worried that you driving your minivans minivans causing it. Right, Marion, you seem very circumspect. Are you afraid of offending people? Do you have to really watch everything you say? Are there people that you need to get things done and you're very careful in what you say?
1: Well, I don't know that I'm careful in what I'm saying, I'm very blunt and to the point. Um, I don't go out of my way to tear somebody down, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, I guess I have this philosophy, so I work with, like you said, Kelly, her with Kelly Muller, Frank Hornstein, on things I can agree on. Mm-hmm. Like with Kaliher. you'd mentioned Kaliher specifically. So she and I worked together to end child marriage in Minnesota. I see that as a good thing. Right. I think children shouldn't be married.
2: I'll go with that.
1: Particularly to 40-year-old men, which right. is what what was happening in her community. never
2: works out. Oh boy.
1: It's, it's basically legal rape,
2: right. statutory
1: rape. You know, I mean, how, whatever you want to define it as. But Where I can find common ground, I will. Mm -hmm. I'll, you know, with Representative Fink. Representative Fink makes me feel uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. and I think
0: I call him Finky. Maybe you're pronouncing it correctly. I I think it's Fink. All right,
1: Um, but maybe I'm wrong. I there's a fighting chance you're pronouncing
0: it more correctly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, we're 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 always wrong when it comes to pronunciation. Just as an aside, but I don't think it's off topic. I don't mean to interrupt you, but we're pursuing. How it was that uh, Lee got eighty percent of the vote in a district I'm terribly familiar with in St. Paul, long-time blue-collar district. I know many of the people who grew up there, and he ran against a Republican uh, who was nothing but common sense. And Lee got eighty percent of the vote, and we're pursuing. We're going to attempt to get to the bottom of that. Not to get to the bottom of it, he won. Well, we're going to do a deep dive on that and find out. Who what has happened that a guy like that would get 80% of the vote when the alternative was somebody who seemingly was more representative of that district. So uh, that's just an aside. 80% of the vote. And he's there for one reason. Now you say uh, he makes you uncomfortable. Yes. Why? 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 Yeah. Well. Other than he's got really <laughs> bad hair.
1: So, Representative Frank. In my opinion, as I watched um, Representative Frank in a debate okay. with uh, with Mary Franzen, didn't know the bill. Mm-hmm. To me, if you're going to be if you're going to be the spokesperson for transgender, you ought to know something about it. Right. That's offensive to me.
0: I couldn't agree more.
1: That's just simply it. I've I've not had a conversation with Representative Fink. Um, if it happens, it happens.
0: But you guys both went through the John Thompson era. There's not there's not a possibility in hell he knew anything about a bill.
1: You know, he doesn't. Whatever
0: you tell me, I won't believe it. <laughs> sure.
1: Well, the thing is, is uh, John Thompson agreed with us on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, for example, on education, he worked in the district. Mm-hmm. He had insights. He was shut down. His party didn't want to hear what he had to say. Mm-hmm. Was he provocative and did he get in the news a lot? He sure did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also was with us on the whole Second Amendment debate. I know. Shocker, right? Mm-hmm. Because he wants the ability to defend himself when he needed to.
0: And he needs to.
1: Well, he lives in a pretty rough
0: place, right, and right. he
1: has a you know a rough life, right. and and so you know I actually found common ground with John Thompson.
0: My God, we're going to be bringing John back. I have a question. Oh, hi, Thompson. Thompson, <laughs> I who fired the siren? I, I want to know, know who fired the, the siren. siren.
2: That was so good.
1: Yeah. No, I, no, don't
2: don't tell. We don't. I don't we, know. We don't, we don't, I, we don't
1: I think that actually happened. I was there when it happened. It it came across his...
0: No, that was a plant.
1: Oh, was it a plant? Okay, well, there you go. why'd you ruin the bit. You Uh, ruined the bit. Well, it
0: works either way. It works either way.
1: Well, I've been in so many committees with him and, you know, different venues. He had all kinds of crazy background noise, but I'm surprised.
0: You mentioned being uncomfortable. Was that the right word uh, with Fink? Because with he doesn't Fink. know what he's doing. That's That led me down that path, Joe. How many people then are being outspoken, are voting on these bills that have no worldly idea what they're even voting for? What percentage would you place on that? Well, Nancy Pelosi said we have to read the bill to find out what's in it. Or we have to pass the bill to find out what's in it. I don't think that's limited to the state government. I think the feds got thousand-page bills that nobody reads. But is that happening too? I mean, is it just blindly, yep, yeah, let's go here. We're on the we're on this particular team, so we have to vote for this particular bill. You're both shaking your head. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I mean, terrifying. that definitely
1: happens. It definitely happens. Um, and maybe that's why I kind of stand out because I read the bills, I read this non-partisan summaries, I read partisan summaries, I read through the fiscal notes, and I really make a big deal if they don't follow procedures correctly, which they haven't been. Uh, if they don't have fiscal notes and committees where you're going to talk about the fiscal impacts, I have a problem with that. So I might be one of a handful of people to do the work you all think that we should be doing. And Thank that's you. on both sides.
2: Thank
0: you. So yeah. you're like Joe at the newspaper. You read the tuna fish recipes. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But that's pretty distressing that um, you know the bill better than think. You could actually argue his side or her side, whatever, for her, right? Even though obviously you wouldn't, but that's, that's alarming. No, there's something more insidious than that. Marion knows the bill. Yeah. He doesn't, and his side's going to win. That's shocking.
2: Yeah. That's alarming.
1: And I can tell you on the abortion debate, Mm -hmm. that really stands out in my mind. So, when we dug i mean you don't have to read a lot it's like a one page bill maybe a page and a half it's not a big bill but when you actually read the bill and understand the implications of the words on the paper which i find also problematic people don't understand what words mean uh-huh.
2: right Boy, it's yeah. true
1: i mean i'm just well, okay. no, i'm going to the we, point we that's, we that's yeah. it. so when we were doing the abortion debate on the pro act i think it was missed on the vast majority of democrats That voted for the bill blindly that they now have by passing it house senate and governor signed it have made it that any person at any age any child at any age has the right has the right to all reproductive care including and they specifically spelled it out sterilization Oh, they didn't know that was in the bill. And I can tell you how I know is because I was sitting there in the debate and the first Republican got up to say, so at what age could a child demand to be sterilized? Is it nine? And their eyes looked up and their mouths fell open. And I instantly knew only a handful of them knew that that was the way it was written. Who
0: wrote that work? Who wrote sterilization?
1: I don't know. Well, I don't authored,
2: know. Who authored the bill? Hmm. Well,
1: don't I can't remember. remember. I don't remember off the top my head who All wrote right. it. We <laughs> right. was such a long debate. So many people got up to speak, but um but it was put
0: there for a specific reason.
1: Oh absolutely. And it said any age, so any child's age without parental consent. Without parental consent. It's unbelievable. It's impossible to me. Yeah.
0: Among the many things that I don't understand is what what I appear to see as an attack on children. I, I don't understand that. I don't get it. Do you?
1: I don't get it. Other than if you indoctrinate them young, got them, which you see with generations a, have. Been I
0: firmly believe that as well. Yes, you know, so I, I think I'm in line with that. It
3: started with the breakdown of the family. Mm-hmm. You know, allow you know. Welfare uh, programs such made it easy for fathers to uh, not be a part of a child's life that could be taken care of anyway, and the attack has just continued down the line to where, yeah, now or after the kids. Um,
0: but being taken care of as a child is so much more than a, than a monetary uh, amount you know physically a physical presence is so much more worthy than than money is absolutely Do you both accept your role as garage logic legislators?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes.
0: <laughs> Dang it, I thought you were going to say no. <laughs> why do I need to get the gavel? <laughs> well, sure, why not? Well, it's in the other room, so I'll just do it. Well, this what I, I tell you what, no, go get people. it while well, Kenny does
2: gives it up. Give well, gives
0: no, us I, 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 I have a question. Sure, if your headphones on, uh, Mary, for both Marion and uh, Jason, what's the end game with this allowing kids from other states to come into our state and have sex changes and whatnot and whatnot? Well, I, I don't understand the final end game there. Some kid that cannot. As we know, when you're a, kid, when a teenager, you don't know what the hell is going on, even though you think you do. What are we doing here? What's the end game?
1: Well, again, this comes back to money. And all you have to do is look at who donated to Representative Fink's campaign and see how much he, how much Representative Fink raised.
0: A lot of outside money?
1: Primarily outside money. Mm-hmm. So there is a strong agenda all you do is follow the money again and there is a strong movement that has money that wants us to be the sanctuary state and one thing i would say about that bill that's even more disturbing is that it isn't a parent bringing a child here right you saw that so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Any, any concerned adult
0: yeah and now, the parent far as i'm sorry to interrupt Far as I know, the parent of that child can't get that kid back. Is that in fact true? Can't come here and say, That's my kid, I'm taking him all to Iowa, Ohio,
2: wherever.
1: Well, that is the question. That is that's the legal question, which is why that bill is probably unconstitutional and it's it's stuck in the Senate. So here's our hope that that horrible bill, a terrible bill, that every person listening to this right now. Will get on their computers, on their phones, and call and email the Democrat senators, and and Senator Rare can give you a couple of specific people, and tell them don't vote for this bill. This is, I mean, will be a shining light on a hill for the absolute wrong reason. It's going to be a weekend for all things horrible.
0: Who
3: should they contact, Jason? Um, you know there were three that were in very close races uh, Senator Seeberger. Uh, she's down in the Hastings uh, St. Paul Park area all right um, shes was what 321 votes was all that uh, for that right. seat so you know she and I think she understands uh, kind of the pressure that, right, that some, so some of these far left crazy ideas uh, I believe she could be swayed. Uh, Senator Kupek, he's from up in the Moorhead area.
0: How do you spell that one? Um,
3: K U P E C.
0: Okay.
3: um, Let's see. Well, then uh, Hoschild, he's up in Senate District 3. Um, I have a little less faith that he can be swayed, but still, that was another uh, very close race there. And uh, who was the other one that had that?
1: Oh, it was Putnam.
3: Oh, yeah. So Senator Putnam out of the St. Cloud area
0: was in a very narrow way. Will these people, in fact, though, because I have little faith that they will, will these people, in fact, listen to the people that call in, the people that email in, the people that have concerns and voice, um, their thoughts? I I believe that they they can.
3: Um, I know in in both districts and a couple of others, paid family leave that is coming uh, forward in that bill. Um, a lot of business groups and, and others targeted those districts and ran a lot of ads. And we have seen that bill stop in the Senate. Well, that so, bill
0: requires another tax. Also. Yeah.
3: Um, so, uh, and I think the gun control bills, um, you know, there's been pressure put on, on those and a couple of others. And we've seen those kind of stall out uh, through the committee process in the Senate. So, uh, there is hope that there are some of the things in the second abortion bill. Um, that's stalled out. And I believe it's because it takes one uh, Democrat senator to say, I can't vote for that, and it, it stops. Good. So that, that is one hope that we have, that um, if people pay attention, I think that's part of the reason the Democrats move so fast with a number of these things, so people wouldn't find out and they wouldn't have the I time agree with to you
2: completely to yes. get a hold
0: of these senators.
3: Uh, so if people can keep paying attention um, and get a hold of some of those folks, but but there's a chance.
0: Jeez, and that's assuming they vote their conscience and not just the party line that's what my fear is
3: yeah you know that's that's been a big part to, you know i think there's a lot of pressure on them to vote party line those first uh, bills that came through you saw that um, but i do believe uh, there are some of them as well um they also see the political landscape those close seats um if they're uh, you know there are some people they they want to be able to hang on to that seat and if they're people in their districts especially uh, start raising concerns um you know hopefully that is that final piece that really makes them uh
0: but say i can't do Well we're, we're barely over four months into this regime change here in the state of minnesota are you too terrified of where in god's name we're going six months from now i certainly am you know, they
3: didn't have a lot of time to prepare. They had, you know, what we've seen move forward are things uh, over the last four years, things that the House had voted on and we had it uh, in place. You know, in, in the Senate when the Republicans had the majority, we stopped those things there. Those things came up very quickly this year. All right, this summer when they've got time to really sit back and think, well, what, what can God. we do next session before we potentially lose the power? It is scary to think about what. What could be coming next? I'm not
0: foghorning that. No, that's proper use. Why don't I get the gavel and Kenny? Yeah, I actually want to talk about so much more to get to here. (laughs) If you guys got time, you guys got time. We We got time. I want to talk about a company in uh, Representative uh, uh, Mary and O'Neill district, Monticello. Um, the, the, the yeah, Jesus, um, up in uh, Monticello, if you ride dirt bikes, if you ride trail bikes, and you probably know all about the mix of models that KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas offers. Moon Motorsports in Monticello, that's the place to go. 52 years and counting in Monticello, family owned the whole time. Um, they carry the KTMs, the Huskies, the Gas Gas, they're one of the biggest dealerships, and they're offering major savings right now. And for you folks that love the quads, the four-wheelers, the side-by-sides, Moon just received another big shipment of all of our favorite Cam-Am. Cam-Am. I can
2: say it really. You're okay. You're okay.
0: Cam-Am off-road machines. Uh, You know what? Instead of listening to me babble on, drop in on the website, moonmotorsports.com. That's where you'll see it all. You'll also see that Moon Motorsports is our Can am Polaris Cadu, Honda Yamaha Dirt Trail and Adventure Motorcycle brand leaders. Moonmotorsports.com. They're in Monticello. This is the well worn gavel. Yeah, surprised it's still in one of place. the office of the mayor of Garage Logic and uh, let it be here for who thou art announced, therefore thou art. That uh,
2: represent him?
0: Yeah, kind <laughs> of. It's Good Friday. Representative Marion O'Neill of District 29B and State Senator Jason Rarick is at 11B? 11. 11. Uh, are hereby acknowledged as official legislative representatives of Garage Lodge. Hear ye, hear ye, hear, 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 hear ye. Hear, hear, <laughs> hear. hear. Harumph, harumph. Harumph, harumph. So congratulations. You have our warmest personal regards as your emolument. You've also started the no, uh, living you-know-what out of us. <laughs> there is no great funding coming your way, uh, but you have our, uh, you have our perso- best, best wishes. and. God bless you for the work you got cut out ahead of you. I just don't know how to hang out with every year. I want to follow up on something you said just a minute ago, because when you were speaking at first about being in this for the right reasons, and I believe Jason basically said the same thing, we've often brought this up that there are a number of really qualified people to be out there to hold these types of positions and these types of seats, but simply just don't want to deal with all of the extra BS that goes along with the job about the finding out everything personal and things of that nature. Is that the case? There's just a lot of people out there that would do it, but just really don't want to deal with the nonsense.
1: Well, we look at each other all the time and say, why do we do this job again? Right. It is, you know, it, it's not an eight hour a day job. It's 14 hours a day. And I I have I joke with people in my district. They're like, oh, you're in the interim. You must be on vacation. I'm like, well, if doing only eight hours a day is vacation, then yes. Because I take it so seriously and that's why... I know the stuff that I know because I actually, I go and do tours. I talk to people. I learn all interim. I work eight hours a day during interim. He and I work at least 14 hours a day in session.
0: Yeah, because you read the bills. No wonder it takes you 14 hours.
1: And I always feel like I'm not prepared. Right, Jason? (laughs)
0: She I, was studying for about three hours
3: last night to prepare to come here to talk to you about uh, everything. All the notes.
2: She's done more work preparing you. for this show in one day.
0: Okay, so what what notes do you have that we haven't covered yet?
1: Oh, my goodness. I have so many notes. Yeah, um, let's get We got
2: time. Yeah.
1: You got time? Go okay. Ahead. Well, I wanted to bring in a perspective of budget pre-pandemic. All right. Okay? And something else we didn't talk about with budget. So. I think one thing that we need to look at is when we talk about budget, like the seventy-two billion dollars. That's only general fund money. That's not all the funds. That's not your gas taxes. That's mm-hmm. not your fees for fishing licenses and park entries and all that kind of stuff. It is none of that. In it's fact, not the
2: courts, money. Either.
1: and it's not federal money. And when I looked back at pre-pandemic, I thought that would be a good kind point in time because honestly, during the pandemic. You can't look at that for anything, to be honest, because we had it's billions abnormal. and billions yeah. of federal dollars coming in for the pandemic. I don't even we'll know need the to number, feed
2: kids. a lot of them fraudulently <laughs> yeah.
1: I tell you, that's I've been watching that too. But just in perspective, the all funds, so federal, fee, anything that's not considered a state tax. So there's three buckets for state tax, right? So you've got income tax, mm-hmm. sales tax, mm-hmm. and corporate tax. Mm -hmm. that's your three buckets okay so these are things that don't lie within that and we had an 89 billion dollar all funds budget so that's really what state government was spending pre-pandemic now right and so the the general fund budget was only 48 billion only right Right. now we're talking about a 72 billion dollar all fund, excuse me, general General fund budget. I don't even know what the all fund budget is. It's because we're not even, we're just like the beginning process of all of the budget work. So some of it is in flux, but it's insane. Do you know that the governor has already signed into law $1.6 billion of spending before budget targets even came out? Now, if you understand anything about the legislature, you know that that is utterly ridiculous and offensive quite honestly in my opinion that they would spend that much money without even having joint targets but nonetheless that's where it's at and let's just talk this ever so briefly about the transportation bill all right okay yep now i love frank cornstein he is a very kind compassionate good guy but he wrote a horrible bill. Well, I should probably say the governor probably wrote it because right. I think it's really the governor's bill. But the transportation bill of general fund money spends about 1.3 billion. Normally, normally, general fund money for transportation is around three, maybe three and a half or 350 million. This is a billion above that in general fund money. Mm-hmm. And he's also raising 3.5 billion taxes that will stay. So that's gas taxes, that's sales taxes for the metro. So you've got tabs. car tabs, everything. Oh yeah, and the 75 cent delivery fee. So for every single delivery to your house, Amazon, Uber Eats, whatever, it's 75 cent charge. For absolutely nothing other than they feel like it.
2: This is the
0: first time I've heard that. Wow. Wow. I no, have so
1: I'm, much here.
2: Go ahead. I'm,
0: I'm aware of this. And ostensibly, this is the money to pave a road.
1: So they say. I'm going to Animal
0: House. Don't interrupt her. She's rolling. Right.
3: <laughs> so that's the uh, HUTDF, the gas tax, is supposed to go right. to roads. Right. But MnDOT uses it for administration because they claim it's helping them build roads.
0: Well, you need a new diversity
1: director. Well, there is that. But also, A lot of this money goes to transit. So the Mm -hmm. potholes will probably still be there.
2: Did you see that
0: nice when we got over here? (laughs) Uh, I I, I thought (laughs) I
1: was going to lose an axle.
0: (laughs) You need a ramp to drive in them and then back out of them. Axle breakers.
2: It's
1: just terrible. Oh, yeah. and Then I have to play this one. Do you know about this one? So $194 million for a train to Duluth? Mm -hmm. To Duluth. Who's going to go to Duluth on a train? I just want to know.
0: I'm not, I did that, been there and done that.
1: Well, once you get there, what are you going to do?
0: Have lunch. No, come drop, back. Oh, rob a gosh. few people and then throw get rocks them. in the lake and you know, skip stones.
1: 10 years ago, 11 years ago now, when I was on the transportation committee as a freshman, I beat that thing to death. Because mm-hmm. I I love it when testifiers come up and they say a bunch of BS that's not real. So I just kept hammering and hammering and hammering and hammering. This is 10 years ago. And I said, now... Does anybody in Duluth work in Minneapolis-St. Paul? Well, no. Okay. So, if people are going to go vacation up on the North Shore, once they get to Duluth, what do they do? Are they going to rent a car? Well, no, because they're going to bring their kayak and they're going to bring their tent and right—that's what you do up there. Right. You're going to recreate outside somewhere. Oh. So it finally came down to, after going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, that they they wanted this train so that college students from the metro could ride it up to go to UMD. No. That's all they said. They couldn't come up with anything else.
0: There's no practical reason to We don't need the train. And that's why we've been so outspoken about Southwest Light Rail. It was basically designed to appeal to somebody like me that at the time I was living in that I'm not taking that here. It's going to take me four hours to get to work. It's not practical. It makes no sense. It's not designed for anybody.
1: Right? And by the way, there is a bus if you really want to go. And you'll mm. get there faster. Sure. You know, not, you know, beside the point. Right. We also used to have rail, passenger rail from Duluth to Minneapolis, Amtrak. <laughs> they couldn't make it go. So they closed it down. Mm-hmm. They closed the line. Mm-hmm. But that was 10 years ago. So now they're back again because they have the prefecta. And we're going to spend, now I'm sure this is way underestimated, $194 million in this bill, the transportation bill, to do a train to Duluth.
0: Well, this gets us back to what we started with. None of this makes sense. It's sense that we're trying to recover, common sense. None of this makes sense. It's just whimsical spending to grow the government. It has nothing to do with reality. The thing I have hoped with the transportation bill, because it's not an emotional issue, I think that you might be able to find a couple odd Democrats that will agree with you, Marion. I really do. At least that's my hope. Fiscally wise Democrats that will go against the the mantra or the Democratic agenda,
2: if you will.
1: Yeah, I really hope so. I think the only hope is in the Senate. You know i mean i hear in the house all the time of course we've been in the minority now for five years and we hear all the time well we don't have enough money uh for roads and bridges i've heard it since you know for 11 years and that there's a structural deficit
0: isn't that why we pay taxes
1: one would think but the Mm -hmm. gas tax revenue apparently is shrinking um course, they're going to fix that, right?
0: Okay, okay. Mm. Well, why is that shrinking? Let's just delve into that for a second. Why is why is that shrinking?
3: Uh, cars are more fuel efficient today, so um, you're not using quite as much gas and then some with the hybrids in the electric vehicles. So. And then
0: what's going to happen when they're successful in shoving these electric cars down our throat? It's going to go down even more, oh, which yeah. means our taxes yeah. are going to go up
2: even more, right?
1: Well, That's, we we proposed. We, as in Republicans, have proposed. I don't know attacks on electric vehicles, and they're like, oh no, no, oh my gosh, you can't do that. We uh, We need to electrify everything. <laughs> you know, climate change. The world's going to come to an end. But here, you know, back to climate change really quickly. So when we ask them in committee, can you quantify? You know, science. They like science. Can you quantify <laughs> the amount of carbon? Emissions that will be reduced if we do absolutely everything that you want to do,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: global carbon emissions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They won't answer the question. Well, they can't,
2: they don't have enough. it's not relevant. It's no, nice they have no, no, answer. no,
1: you know, and on the whole climate thing, too. I found another gym when so I'm on the climate energy committee. Oh
2: boy, Thank oh yeah, God.
1: they don't like me in there too much. Good.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so our representative Bierman brought a bill, and he did come and talk to me on the House floor before the bill was going to be presented. He before he presented it, and and I I was already neck deep in like everything I had to do for that day, and I hadn't prepared for the next day yet. And I said, "Well, I just simply haven't really delved deep into this." But here's what happened in the middle of the committee; it was just unbelievable. You have to watch the tape. So he brings this bill about weather weatherization for homes. So you know I have a nineteen oh four house. I mm-hmm. can use a little weatherization sure. myself. Okay. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. for poor people, you take out vermiculite insulin insulation, you replace it, you those so basic stuff to try to increase the mm-hmm. um the efficiency in your house. But then he said, But I have this bill about pre weatherization. Mm-hmm. Now just can you just venture a guess as to what Pre-weatherization might mean. There's actually a statutory definition of weatherization. Okay. I have like, no idea. No,
2: I can't think of.
1: Well, we started talking about that in committee. And so we had the Department of Commerce come up. And we, you know, it caught my ear. So another testifier said, Oh, this would be so great. He's one of these outside nonprofits that give money to people so that they can weatherize their house. And he goes, you know, sometimes I go into a house. And it's just hoarded. And I can't do the work I need to do because of the hoard. Mm-hmm. And I went, so I asked, I said, what? Well, what do you mean? So I asked the Department of Commerce, Are, is this pre going to pay for getting, removing no. someone's no. hoard so you can no. do Windows?
2: Oh, no, it can't be. Oh.
1: oh, yes, it is.
2: Oh, oh.
1: oh yes, it is. Oh. And, and it doesn't stop there, guys. House
0: cleaning. <laughs> Dumpster <laughs> yeah. rental. Yeah. All, wow. the, all the prep work
3: so that you can come in and do the weatherization.
1: Yep. So if you need new floors, if you need a new roof,
2: basically roof.
1: literally anything you can think of wow. that needs repair and get wait know this this is the best part. So guess how much money they stuck into the omnibus bill for this pre-weatherization. And they defended it in committee, by the way, because the, the deputy commissioner was like, no, 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 we really need to do this. We keep walking away from these poor people and we don't fix their houses. And well, I, we I have I say to
0: de them first.
1: De-hoard them, change flooring, roof. I mean, use anything that could be potentially connected to 3, being able to do weather.
0: 3.9 mil.
1: Oh no, not three point nine million. How about forty five million? Oh, my oh god. I, ain't. I'm oh. not done. I'm not done. Forty five million. She's warming up. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> you pressed the wrong button.
1: <laughs> forty five million in this fiscal. Okay, so in the first year of the biennium, and the second year of the biennium, forty five million, and that's going to sit there until they spend it all, and they have ten years to spend it. Okay, now that's not enough. 45 million is not enough. But wait,
2: there's more. But wait, more.
1: there's more. They also are gonna put money in the base. So in so in 2027, so that's the second year of the next tales. they're gonna put 3 million more. So they are gonna put 45 million and now they're gonna do 3 million in the base moving forward. So we don't
0: even know if it works yet, but we're gonna continue to add to it regardless.
1: And there's more. Oh my God. So the Department of Commerce needs lots of people to be able to give out $45 million. Oh,
2: gotta <laughs> hire new people, don't you? Absolutely. Oh yeah.
1: So they put in the budget bill, five million and five million. So 10 million for the Department of Commerce in the next biennium so that they can give out $45 million. And we're still not done. Wait till you get to this part, okay? So this money is distributed already through community action agencies. I have one in my district. It's uh, Wright County Community Action. That's not the problem. The problem is that 10% of all the money appropriated, the utilities can use it for their existing programs. So I don't have a problem with that necessarily. The next part I do. Another 10%, so $4.5 million dollars, to recruit and train energy auditors and installers and to give them financial incentives to install
0: Oh my god. You're describing a dystopian hell. You really are. That you really are. That this it, it, you're just this is just one bill.
1: One bill.
3: That's just one and there's repeated And bills. this kind of
1: stuff is going
3: on with
1: every bill. It's all yeah. baked in. Now, who do you suppose the installers are? And who do you suppose owns them? And who do you suppose they give money to?
0: They're friends. Right. Oh. Exactly.
1: Just guessing.
0: And follow the money. You it know, this is a, a really good idea, having you two come in, <laughs> in and all. Um, no, I'm getting ill. I know. You're about to be thrown out. This is very upsetting. This is amazing. It's worse than I thought. Well, well yeah. Dystopian hell. So that's, that's a home run, Joe. Yeah. We
3: appreciate you having us in because this is exactly, you know, we We've said over and over, how do we let people know about this? They have to know. And uh, you know, just social media isn't
0: enough to get the message out. So I can't right. tell you how much we appreciate. I know we this. gotta I know we gotta go, but I want no, to ask this Well, but you this. hit on something. You mentioned sanctuary state, that the end game is to basically turn us into a sanctuary state. Does that then in the minds of some, does that then in the minds of some equal vote buying? Is that basically what it amounts to? Both Of you guys, however, you want, I would say yes.
3: Um, you know, and that gets back to how can uh, somebody get 80 percent. And you know, I think in some of the Minneapolis districts, Democrats got over 90 percent, right? And it's just this idea, um, that, uh, you know, the Democrats are the ones looking out for your best interest, and Republicans aren't. And I think you know, you guys talk about it here all the time, and it's I just a lot. So many Minnesotans yeah. believe, right? It is, um. That ability to give someone training so they can get a, a career uh, is far better for someone than to give them a put them on a government program. Um, but so many uh, people who are coming into this state and into this country, they have just been led to believe that it's the Democrats who are looking out for them. Yet they fail to look at the history. You know, these major cities, you know Minneapolis and Saint Paul included, have been run by Democrats for fifty plus years.
0: And and they all haven't solved anything. They're they're all just it's getting worse, worse. You're getting progressively worse. <sighs>
2: yeah.
0: We've been pretty tough here in the last few years on the Republican Party here in Minnesota. Minnesota. And, uh, Marion, you turned me on to Bill Glan. or Glenn. And uh, he he has a tweet here from April 6th that's pretty shocking. It pretty much describes what's wrong with Republicans. Um, re- many Republicans didn't vote for Republican candidates and uh, because of, like, say, they didn't like the cut of his jib, he was not their type of Republican, or something they heard on TV. Democrats vote for Democrats, period. Yeah. No matter how awful that candidate might be, if it's a Democrat, they vote for him.
3: Yeah, that's something we battle quite a bit. Um, you know, we're, we're hard on ourselves within the party. We really are. Well, it's because and,
0: you have standards.
3: Yeah. God yes. forbid. You know, we want, we challenge each other. Um, now we have, you know, there are groups that have gone kind of far right. And, you know, they love to throw out the term rhino um, and say, you know, we have to get rid of the rhinos. You know, I would ask them right now, point blank, wouldn't you like to have one or two more rhinos in the Senate?
2: Yeah. Um, sure Elena, would. They may not
3: exactly like you want but they sure wouldn't be voting for what we're getting right now.
0: No, but as a party, the, the party has abandoned the core cities, as far as I'm concerned. They well, just abandoned them. Look, we'll go back to Finky. You know, the guy who ran against him was a Republican. Gay. Uh, the gay Republican. Check that box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, everything going for him. Yeah. he got no help. He they no they don't even try. Yeah, yeah. Right.
3: No, and there are a number of Republicans I've been trying, you know, as an electrician and I've served on the jobs committee. You know, I, it has driven me crazy. This idea, you know, the mantra that you hear in our schools, you got to go to college, you got to go to college. There are so many other opportunities out there. And I, I see that urban core as that area where that workforce can really come from if they just get that understanding, if they can get that training. Right. And I have asked repeatedly for people to help me get, in front of kids in the inner city so I can spread that message. And they just, I, I can't make that connection. Right. I can't right. get in there. And and I think that's one of the big struggles we have. Republicans, we don't have, we have so few people there that affiliate with us. We don't have the connections to get in and start building that bridge. That's um, something that we have to figure out because we can't win a statewide race when, like I said, 80, 90% within that area are all voting Democrats.
0: Wow. Why don't we make a bargain to uh, have you come in again? I'd love it. Oh, well, can you, you I, I can't be sent home feeling this way. You <laughs> can either one of you two give us something to, give us some hope? Well, Patrick, the dumb will get you. I, I've you, him. You Give us something to hang our hat on, something to look forward to. You, you, give us hope, Marion, please. Yeah. Jason. Uh,
1: so what I would say is Look at what has been stopped and how. So the really bad, I mean, there's bad gun bills, but there were some really horrendous gun bills. And what happened is about 80, 81 of our sheriffs across Minnesota did a letter, and they sent it to uh, the speaker, I believe, and were on record saying that these are terrible bills. These will actually harm people and put people in danger. And they rallied together. So, you know, that's just one example. There's others. Um, if you look at uh, the paid family leave, you had mentioned that earlier. So paid family leave. Now, I I know that all of the business groups got out and and the chamber of commerce members, business owners, and began to really make a big noise about it. But also our school districts because
2: the county officials, mm-hmm, it gets them all.
1: It gets them all. So they're all like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that's going to cost us millions of dollars. So it, the vo- I feel like where the the power is and the voice of the people. Mm-hmm. We can only say so much. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, God bless Mainstream Media. And I'm sitting here in the KPIs 5 building. No, God- no, no,
2: no, <laughs> no, no. <KS5>.
0: Sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm starting to fade that's out. That's the
0: other show Joe Moonlight said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting here in a Mainstream Media building. And mainstream media don't always tell our story. Oh, right? no. You no, know, it was. So yeah. it's, I just want the full story to be told. So the stuff I told you, you could read in the bill yourself. No one's going to do that. No. You know, no. Um, it just isn't out there. So we need to amplify our voices. But at, when the people get enraged and speak out and come to the Capitol, you know, once in a while, you can actually come to the Capitol and let people know what's going on, um, that you don't like it or whatever. That's really where the power is because uh, the Democrats are really, really good at that. Mm-hmm. Like our halls are full of, of people all the time. In fact, so much so that I just walk at it. I'm like, oh, yeah, somebody else is here. Because there's just so many. But there's very few conservative groups that do that.
3: Mm. So, but another, you know, ray of hope is the. The one seat, the majority that the Democrats have in the Senate, mm-hmm. and getting messages uh, to the Senate Democrats uh, for opposition is is the way um, to stop some of this. Does uh,
0: he get a ring for that? <laughs>
3: yes.
2: Okay. He's calling, He's
0: calling and writing your representatives, your local representatives and senators. That that doesn't work, does it? Come on, be true. It might work at the likes of Marion and Jason. But I was trying trying to to prove a point and saying something. Yeah, I'm wrong, right? It it is helpful, right? Absolutely. There are
3: some who will not listen, and we know some who refuse to take meetings. uh, But they're the. It's very few. You know, getting word in um, whether it's phone call, email.
0: um, Legislators get that. They've got to be reminded that they work for us, which you two seem to understand.
1: Well, we really try. We really, really try. Well, thank you. Um, I think contacting the leadership, so Hortman and Long, and Carrie Dietzik, although she's recovering from cancer surgery, um, but you know, contact finding, and look, look at the website for the legislature and see who's the leadership, who are the committee chairs, mm-hmm. and if you are you know, even the egg bill is terrible. Right. You know, the egg bill raises twenty million dollars. Yeah, 20 more million dollars in fees, and that's going to go straight into the cost of food. Absolutely. And I they've mean, already
0: done enough to hurt farmers and whoever else. It's
2: just, yeah.
1: Okay. It, it's going to be passed straight on to the consumer. There's probably $4 billion, and I haven't added it up yet, but easily $4 billion of increased taxes and fees that will be passed on directly to those that can afford it the least. Right. This is one of the most aggressive budgets I've ever seen.
2: Well, right. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, back to this is your ramp. Hope so. The point is, those that are listening need to voice because it has worked in, in the past. They need to call the leadership of the House and the Senate. They need to call committee chairs, and I tell you, when their phone lines light up, they notice. Okay.
2: Thank you both. And can I throw in a tip? Yeah. Be be
0: nice. When you call or email, right. don't be crude. Don't be loud. Don't use foul language. Be nice. Don't do it the same way when you email the show in all caps. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do what I would. Right. Okay, <laughs> do the opposite. All right, you've you've established the precedent. We'll we'll have to have you both back in. We we will want to have you both back in. All right. Love State Senator there. Jason Rarick, Representative Marine O'Neill. Why don't you take a break or go to kenny and Kenny's gonna take I break. Break. oh yeah. i am yes um, you are well um because you have so many fulfilling messages uh, um, you, throughout the course of the garage <laughs> podcast and Uh-oh. as i said you're in tap dance while you can scroll yeah. through your Keep talking oh my <laughs> god well maybe we can have mary go through whatever she didn't get to under <laughs> no i've got something I'm right kidding. here it's in maple grove lock-in safe um up in maple grove they're uh their sale is running. Let me check the calendar till next Wednesday, April 12th. And we're having a sale, um, saving up to $400 on Select Colonial, the Bronze Colonial, Fat Boy Jr. and Centurion safes. And like I said, April 12th, the deadline for this. You know all about Liberty Saves. We've been preaching about them for years. Made right here in the U- USA. Full transferable lifetime warranties. Best fire protection in the business. And you hook up with Rich, and he's going to get that thing into your home wherever you want it. Professional delivery and installation is available. Make sure you ask Rich about that. Check out the website, maplegroveblockandsafe.com. If you're old school, you like to pick up the phone, that's cool. 763-494-9075. Rich is at 6901 East Fish Lake Road. Remember the big sale on the Liberty Colonial Fat Boy Jr. and Centurion Saves runs through April twelfth. Maple Grove Lock and Safe uh,
2: Thank those two for me, Chris. Oh, God, we gotta get uh, in. I'm the fireworks. horse. Oh. Hurry up,
0: here. in the middle. Got to go back to work. I know. I know. In the, I'll in the middle. How about you turn towards me, Joe? There we go. Right. All right. And three. Perfect. And I can nice. oh, sure. yeah. hey. give you the secret road here. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because Carol wants Absolutely.
2: Perfect. Thank you
0: guys. Thank you. And uh you can you. I got him. I'll take him to the second. And uh, you'll get the speaker away off you in minutes. Appreciate it. <laughs> see you guys, Nick. We'll do it again for sure. You'll have to. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Now that you've got me so depressed, I can't see straight. <laughs> we'll try to come up with better stuff. All right. Can you hear me, Annie? Yeah. Okay. Boy, she's a prepared woman. Um, We need her to check in, even if it's via email, once a week. Yeah. Well, and the next time they come back, we got to do the whole show. Uh... And she really, it took a while, but she loosened up finally. Yep. And uh, really started opening up and getting emotional about it. That was cool. I've got so many notes here. I don't know what any of them mean. Um, but they should write Hartman, Long, and Dietzik. Who's Ripper, this Bill Glan? He's on Twitter. He's is he uh, What is a, he? Just appears to be a guy. Hold on. Let me get it up here. I'm going to call Patrick. He did more work for this show than the staff has done in five years. <laughs> he just appears to be a guy. There's nothing just in a guy. Story. That was good.
2: But um, depressing.
0: Let me call the white man. We just keep electing too many irresponsible people. Let's do this. At the end of Patrick, will you do your ad? We'll yeah. break and then I'll have Kenny do. Yeah. One. Okay, thank you. That's amazing that she knew. Um, Yo, sorry. We had a. She knew guess- Fink's bill better than Fink. Yeah. That is disturbing, yeah, which just crazy. shows he's a puppet or she's, a you know, just a token, a puppet. Are you ready to go? And you're at the yard, right? Beautiful. All right. Patrick is good to go. I'm sorry. I wasn't looking at my phone. I was so okay. busy writing notes. That was perfect. That was perfect. Thinking of questions. All that, was- right. that one really sucked me in. They were so good. Yeah, they were. All right. Are you ready? Rolling. Uh- Trying to hear the song.
2: It's opening day. Yes, it
0: is, sir. And uh, the sun has now come out nice and uh, blue, and it's going to hit 50 degrees. And then it's going to get warmer and warmer here in Paradise. What are they talking? 70s next week. Holy oh, mm-hmm. no. yes. cow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, get the top down, Davey. You know, I'll, like you, I'll, make you, I'll call in and make an official announcement when the tops now. Uh, the right. ricey walk is in store. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes, that's right. I'm going to go all the way around the block.
0: Can I tell you, uh, can I tell you uh, that I did pick in a family uh, pool, I did pick Brooks Kepka. Well, uh, now you are really going to have a quandary here because you can either be when you're cool and uh, you know be lauded for being picking Kepka here on the airwaves on Thursday, uh, but you'll end up ro- rooting for a scumbag too, which is a really a kind of a controversy there.
1: So you got well,
0: one of those SOPs My pick, my pick is distinct from live but i have thoughts about live and i'm wondering how much money the royal family offered any live player who could pull this off i bet it's extraordinary All right, I bet, right. It is. I, bet, I bet it is i bet the uh just won't be the entirety of what he collects that. no and i think if a live player wins it's going to be just one hell of a kerfuffle.
2: I don't think so. I
0: mean, I don't think it's gonna you know, automatically. It'll some more people might watch, but not that many.
2: Well, I, I think, think it's interesting. So, and he's the
0: only cool. one on the board, right? I mean, in the top twenty or so, he's the only one that. Uh, yeah. If it ended up if it turned into a live shootout, that might be. Uh, that might be something. But when that guy, you know, that guy's made for overpowering that golf course, so uh, he should. Uh, you know, when he's when he's hit the straight. Uh, he's uh, he's got a chance. That's for sure. He and he's healthy. He's healthy. Finally. Yeah. I,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: And I wonder if let's say if you watch that thing on Netflix, his mental issues might have uh, gotten over to. Him. Maybe he went to a therapist
2: or something. Mm-hmm. He was.
0: He, uh his lack of self confidence was amazing. But uh, well, he, he won. Knew, he won last week on a live event, and I think what yeah. fails him was cured by winning.
2: Yes. Maybe. I mean, that's, yeah. So, uh, I
0: uh my guy Cameron Young. But, uh, I picked him, and, too. I picked him.
2: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: We were not but, allowed uh, to pick any of the top five players in the world, but we could then pick any six players we wanted. And how we win it is their total score to get added up every day. Well, we should, you should have allowed people to pick Rory because he can't putt. So, he's not a contender there. He'll never win. He'll never win at a I don't think so either, to tell you the not truth. A, not a good enough putter. Yeah. It's a putting contest there, basically, uh, with all. Now, uh, it might not end till Monday. Yeah, so, I haven't so, been uh, able to see anything today, but I guess weather was rolling in this afternoon. Yes, no wind. yesterday, no wind put up a big score reavers it is a major you're allowed to have it on i was just waiting for the the go-ahead espn all right i'll go put it on right now high temperatures uh saturday and sunday 51 and 59 it'll be warmer here than it is i guess wow yeah so um and meanwhile at the ballpark it's going to be balmy Oh. oh it'll be nice yeah it'll be good i'm uh We're waiting here for the drama to unfold. I don't know which hat they're going to wear yet. They're new hats. So uh, I don't know if they're going to wear the M uh, with the star or just the old TC. I wish they'd make up their minds here. It is a controversy. Yeah, it is very dramatic. This new scoreboard here, uh, it's not any bigger footprint, but they got rid of the sideboard. So it is quite a screen, that's Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, if, uh, for instance, if they show kisses in the stand, yeah. you know, uh, uh, everybody better have their hands in the right place because you'll be able to see what's <laughs> going on, you know. Just anybody got a hand under a blouse or anything. You know, blouse. You
2: know, <laughs> capture the wayward <laughs> hand. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. Um, keep everything above the waist now. Uh, did you? I saw a video like that somewhere. Yes, where you it, did. They, they were on his Cam and he uh, gave her the old honk, honk. It was the oh, yeah. uh, Orioles preseason or spring training game. Maybe. I saw the same exact <laughs> well, video. Well, quite a few things have been captured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Not the youth of America
0: anymore. That's for sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, they, they get a close up on one of us for it. It's just, just scratching ourselves somewhere. Gophers yeah. and Quinnipiac for the title. Did you get home to watch the Gophers yesterday? Yes. My, were they good. Boy, were oh. they ever. Um, First period, they should have been ahead four to nothing, and then they got out of there only ahead, what, uh, two to one? Yeah. Or one to one. And then uh, second period, they weren't very good for 10, 12 minutes. But the third period, whew, man, they were flying. I believe Quinnipiac bad. is a private school. I think it is. It, it is. is. I looked it up. It's, it's in Connecticut. A, yep, right right near New Haven, not, mm-hmm. not far from Yale. And uh, it's the third campus they've had. They didn't, they didn't open – they didn't start playing hockey until the late 70s, and that was the Division Three. They didn't become Division One until 1998. Oh, boy. When they formed this league that's got all these other mutts in it, uh Merrimack and, you know, those schools like that, that these, the New England schools that all basically – for, uh, formed their own league and uh, they've been the weakest of the leagues but uh, Quinnipiac's been a power now for a few years and uh, you know mymac has been okay in some of those schools but uh yeah they're uh they don't have quite the rich tradition of the uh of the uh of the gophers that's for sure uh you know what was the shock to me though, know, Johnny Mansit was there he gave up Thursday night curling and chess to be there wow and, that is the ultimate sacrifice. Quinnipiac is noted uh, in political circles for its polling. The, polling. You're, you're always being, you're always citing some Quinnipiac poll. Again. There's several colleges that do this, but uh, they are the most famous and and uh, very accurate, according to uh, the uh, at least uh, whatever that thing is and now it's the new york times what what's that called five whatever whatever whatever. yeah i know what you mean kenny did you have something uh, yeah a a question about all these goals they took away yesterday royce what tape are these jackasses looking at one of them was clearly clearly in the net the first one they took away was in the net before it was scooped out but nice did block. nice was a Big step into the into the crease, and I knew that one was coming
2: back. But the other
0: one was a goal; it was over the line. Yeah, the guy's, the guy's covering it with his glove over the line. That's a pretty good side. It's, but uh, one, one of the angles clearly showed that. Well, it was not its It was not a side that uh, uh-huh. It was on the side on the line. I don't know why. Do what the hell are they looking at? I don't know. I, I don't know, but. Uh, my it TV was, almost uh, got thrown out had, the window. We, I was so would, mad. We would have heard a little complaint if somehow the Gophers had lost that one three to two. But uh, I, uh, I think they will win. But then again, I thought Michigan beat Quinnipiac too, so who knows? It's hockey; it's random, you know. But I think the win are really—they are really good. What is Quinnipiac? Is it an Indian name? Yes, it is. It is a. Uh, it's named for a. Uh, that existed there, and they, I don't know if they're on the land of it, when they moved, or I, I don't know what it is. But is it a up. religious school? I don't no, think so. It say no. that. It just no. says it's a private liberal arts school that was yeah. started. It was started, and uh, I looked it up. It was started, and is, is an alternative to some other school there. I'm not sure what it was. You know.
1: Anyway, in December, and there was
0: used to be a woman's college. Larson College used to be associated with the women's college. So. Huh. Well, it'll be a fun yeah. game. It'll be a fun game. Yes, yes, it will. Uh, what do you uh, What do you think of the speed-up rules, boys? I say it's the greatest thing since Jackie Robinson
2: I, I thought
0: I would be complaining, but I'm not. I think I, it's fantastic. I hate it. I can you like it. I you did have a great line? The, uh, the the last game in Miami took two was it two twenty said, What the hell's taking so long? It <laughs> makes me so anxious. <laughs> and what is this doing to advertisers? Now I see less of veils. Uh, uh, I, I just I, I don't like any you know, part of it. No it is, makes the advertising is still the same between innings it's just that you know that the, that the people who have got to be dying are the ones selling products in the ballpark you know if you go stand in line to get a beer for 15 minutes you might miss an inning and a half so speaking of that pat i was in st louis for the cards versus blue jays on saturday and yeah. my buddy and i went to go get one in the seventh and the guy said well I'll still it to you, but the seventh is already over. We said, Wait, what the hell are you talking about? We just got down here. Yeah. But he yeah. said, yeah, well, we'll still let it go because you stood in line before the seventh was over. Well, the twins have now switched to the eighth.
2: You can get oh, it. Oh, they the did? Eighth. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The
0: eighth. But we're campaigning for the, and I'm campaigning for, in in honor of my beer drinking friends, <laughs> but if you're in, it should be like the election. If you're in line, when you know at eight o'clock the election you, 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 you get the you get the vote right it's yeah vote. It's, if you're in line yep in the beer line and when the game ends you
2: get to you, you get a beer, beer. Okay. that's right here here beer. <laughs> you
0: know because why not leave the you know leave the gates open an extra 30 minutes from what
2: you used to just let them let them, let them die. Pat, pat will
0: this be sold out I don't think, no, they have not bragged about it being mm-hmm. sold out. And I know my, uh, my uh, grandkid and his dad are coming. Uh, and they got tickets this morning. So, not a problem. Who's hurling uh, for the twins? Uh, Sonny Gray. Gray. And I'm not sure who's pitching for Houston. I haven't looked it up yet. But this is not the Houston club that won the World Series last year. They don't have Al
2: Toobies. They're
0: missing a couple other guys. And uh, this is the bottom of the lineup isn't. It's potent. Where'd Altuvi end up? He's hurt. He's hurt. He got hurt in the uh, world of baseball classic. Broke his hand. He got hit with a pitch. We're hearing oh. that Capriceoff might be back tomorrow. Yeah, he's supposed to play Monday. I or think, Monday, maybe. Pretty yeah. sooner. Yeah, because the other guy, Nyquist, is playing. Uh, the, the one, the, the Swede we haven't seen yet, is playing. But who would, but
2: X better not be hurt.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering about Ecker. What happened there?
2: Lower body. There. Uh, yeah, was it his no. ankle or something? Well, he got hit with a puck, but he uh, should be okay.
0: Yeah, that's nothing. I'm surprised he, he didn't did come that. back. Yeah, well, he well, was, uh, went through his, his leg, but they'll patch that up.
2: I think they,
0: uh, <laughs> I, think they, knew they were gonna, I think they knew they were dead ass and were going to lose the game anyway, so they just figured what the hell I So Anyway. Well, but, have, uh, a, have a great – uh, uh, have a great ball game, and we'll uh, we'll rehash everything Monday. Yeah, well, uh, don't turn it on after five. You won't, miss me. You won't hear any. Of it. No, I know. I got to hurry up. <laughs> okay. All, right. All right, thank you. Bye. Say, uh, we've had quite the day here, and I don't want to introduce a sour note, but that's precisely the point when you arrange a funeral with Mueller Memorial. It doesn't have to be a sour note. It's a celebration of a life well lived because Mueller has been taking care of the tough details of this task for a long time, more than 75 years. I've known the Mueller family almost that long. And they've been neighbors, and uh, I've parked my mom and dad with them. And uh, it's not a fun situation, but they create the perfect event to honor your loved one. They bring families together to celebrate lives well-lived. Scott has written a book called What to Know Before You Go. You always think it's going to be overwhelming and frightening, and we don't understand what's involved. And Scott Mueller answers the commonly asked questions about death and grief and funerals, and, and in an, and in an informative way that won't leave you reeling or upset. These uh, people absolutely have been handling the emotions of uh, friends and families for years and years and years. I wouldn't think of anyone else. Go to Mueller. Memorial.com.
2: I had the thing pulled
0: out because the Roycey theme. Sorry, what now? That 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 a that minute. Actually, it was one was ten. Nice and quick. Uh, yeah. Judge, Judd says deck is a week to week. Oh, that looks bad. Yeah, he wasn't putting any weight on it. he laughed tougher and shit. Yeah, he'll, he'll take a hit too, man. Man, I guess we're going to be saving everything. For Monday? For Monday. Who cares? That was great. Yeah. Depressing. Great. I do have one climate change note I want to get to. I did forget to mention that they were engaged. That's my fault. Well, which one of They said a first marriage for her? I believe so. But she's got a daughter. That happens. Well, yeah. what do you know, I know? None of my business. I am you am gonna, I, uh, uh, who cares? Um, how about if we lay one down right now? Here, it's that sea foam that I haven't done yet, and it's the one that's supposed to replace the one I did yesterday, which he was very unhappy with. So you want okay, and then I'll it's, send this, to, it, send this and, to Rob. Yeah, and can you just use it? Sure, 100 percent. You ready? It, it looks like a thirty to me, so we must have recorded thirties for him. Okay. I'm rolling whenever you're ready turn his mic off. Using seafoam motor treatment in your fuel gives you one less thing to worry about this summer. A lot of people might not realize that most preventable engine problems start right in the fuel system. Seafoam cleans harmful, uh, harmful gum and varnish from the entire fuel system. That helps your engine run better, start faster, and last a lot longer. Seafoam works that same magic on all of your engines, no matter what kind it is seafoam is the ticket you can find it everywhere and the true believers we keep an extra can in the car truly a wonderful product in the world of bad gas seafoam and just to rob kenny yeah um yeah it's the he didn't want that books one we did yesterday gotcha (laughs) so then i'm done right yes you are sir and i'll just run the dk at the at the end Couple of uh, Brooks kept as a four-shot lead. The amateurs in second place. Sam Bennett. Holy mackerel. How come they're not showing anything on Cameron? Young. I got him in my pool. search so, Huh? How come they're not showing anything on Espen? I don't know why. Maybe there's a weather delay. Oh. Hey uh, Chris, you're gonna want to follow this guy. She recommended Bill G L A H M. He's really good right now. Uh why don't I look him up right now? G yeah. I don't have oh, any Oh, he follows to... us. He follows the GL account. G L A H N G L Somebody spell it for me. G L A H N. He follows the GL account, Kenny. He's
2: well, he <laughs> right,
0: right here. He could be worth talking you. to. Also, yeah, he shows up in a lot of um in a lot of the feeds. He's an adjunct policy fellow with the Center of the American Experiment. Oh, no wonder. Yeah. Oh, well, heck. Normal looking guy. <laughs> Noted. What do you know about digidios? I like their food if you like that slop. Jesus. What what kind of food is it? Italian. Italian. Oh well, yeah, I love to tell I do too. I know I want to tell you. Bill Glan, uh, does he tweet a lot?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so, daily. Oh, all right,
0: perfect. All right, I just need to rob Kenny. All right. Um, you want to scramble here, Brad? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Roscoe, if you're coming down, you can come down whenever. Oh, ask me about Mary Moriarty. Oh, that's right. Ask me about that when we come back. Yes. I am, I really have to go. So let's try to let's go. Gotcha. Go here.
2: Today's Friday. TGTI It's a scramble.
0: No danger of an opener. Maybe 46, next week. 26 degrees could be next week. Uh, we had quite a show today, and we thank uh, Marion uh, O'Neill. O'Neal and uh,
2: <laughs> Jason really? yeah. okay.
0: Well, I mean, I
2: got so many papers. You don't get your uh, notes in
0: front of you. And, but we uh, had plans. We extended an invitation to Mary Moriality. Mm-hmm. I know that's not how her name's pronounced. Some e- some email wanted me. There's no L in there. Hey, pal. Thanks. It's a plan word. Get it? <laughs> uh, anyway, she's, she's downstairs filming an ad issue with Tom Hauser. And, and we asked to have her come up, and you learned what? Well, I went down, and our guy Ryan Perpich now works on the news desk downstairs for Channel Five. And I walked down there. And he said, "Hey, Reeves, what the hell are you doing down here?" And I said, "Well, Stu Charest said that Moriarity's coming on on, and I didn't know what what uh, show she was going to be on." He said, "Oh yeah, she's filming at Issue." And I said, "With Tom?" He said, "No." No, Tom's getting his point two down in Tampa watching the hockey. So oh. it's Eric, I believe. Shalou is his name. Oh, was. okay. So, but he, it is for at issue. Um, the one only thing is that they were taping it right at one o'clock, and so I said, "Well, you could, if you if you would, could you extend the invitation or to come up here and and record with us when he's done?" He laughed. He goes, "I'll oh, I'll do that." Yeah. <laughs> Basically saying, "I'm," because Ryan's a gler, but it, you know, he said, "Sure, I'll." I'll do that. Well, something happened that we didn't think would happen. The governor has taken the murder case away from Mary Moriarty and given it to Keith Ellison. Wow. Uh, I've never been more delighted to be wrong in my life. It's amazing to watch these euphorians stumble over each other. They That's what they're doing. They don't know what to do. Uh, Walls has appointed Ellison to take over a high-profile murder case from Mary Moriarty. It's an unusual step, but the backlash has been so public. It's the murder of the uh, woman named uh, Zariah McKeever, a 15-year-old executed or f- uh, fired, what, four or five bullets point blank into her head. And Mary Moriality said, uh, these kids don't have their uh, uh, brains figured out yet. They, and she uh, arranged or was going to arrange to have him serve two years of pro- uh, in, a, in a butterfly situation. And then probation, and the outrage was so significant that uh, at first Ellison couldn't ignore it, uh, even though he campaigned mightily and endorsed Mary Moriarty for her run for Hennepin County Attorney. And then the governor couldn't ignore it. And what this woman essentially has done, and I'll blame her, she's really introduced a mess here. She mm-hmm. has created one hell of a mess because now every case she gets will be looked at. Uh, The public will take a stronger and stronger view of her inadequacies and her incompetence and her corrosive and corrupted ideology. And now God only knows how many cases might have to be taken from her once you've opened the floodgates. But I hate to be this guy. Isn't that a good thing? Well, yeah, but not really because you're really threatening with the way life works. The voters didn't vote her in. She's their Hennepin County attorney. This is what they voted for. Okay. Few of them obviously knew they were getting a crackpot like this. And now the governor. But how? But that, I did, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm disagreeing with that philosophy. How did you not know that when that is exactly what she ran on? Well, to her credit, she campaigned to do this. And, it's, and then the first thing that she stumbles across is a 15 year old thug who uh, assassinated a woman. Remorselessly, point blank, killed a woman, and she was going to treat him as a juvenile. Uh, he's now sixteen, and uh, the uh, the rumbling was of such a nature that at first Ellison couldn't ignore it, and then the governor couldn't ignore it, and the next thing you know, the governor's saying, "Keith, you got to take this," and and then they're all trying to keep Mary from pouting because she's their friend. So you have really got a mess here. Wait the a hands. minute, ben. is that why she agreed to this? I don't know what she's saying today to the ASTP cameras. What's great is, um, oh, by the way, GL, um Marion rec- um, recommended that we follow Bill Glan on Twitter, G-L-A-H-N. Yeah. And he briefly covered this by retweeting a guy named Walker Orenstein, who says in October, A.G. Keith Ellison criticized the idea of taking Cases from a county attorney,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so really, really interesting. And by the way, a really good follow Geller's. He's a fellow with the Amer- Center of the American Experiment. Yeah, pretty smart guy. Marion O'Neill brought him up. Yep. And I think we'll, uh, and he's a Geller. He follows us. Yeah, he does. And we'll make our familiar with this fellow. Uh, I would like to have him uh, get to the bottom of who was the outside money behind Lee Franky. Because it's clear, and we even know more now from talking to Marion O'Neill, that Lee Finky doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground and doesn't even know what he's, what he's doing there because he didn't even know the bill that was being discussed. His own. Yeah. Share with, because I don't know if Kenny heard this. but His own bill, you're right, his own bill. Share with Kenny, because I'm not sure he heard this. Well, after we had wrapped up with them, tell, tell the GLers what you told those two before they left. You said... We could have sat here for nine hours oh, yeah. doing this, yeah. which led me to the thought of: we just spent an hour with those two in here talking about basically one legislative session, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on all over the land? Well, when I said it's a dystopian hill, what occurs to me is that it has gotten away from the taxpayer. They yeah. are they are leading their own lives up there and spending money they don't have, and it's it's gotten completely out of hand. And you have good souls like. Uh, uh, Marion and uh, uh,
2: Jason, Jason, Jason,
0: hanging in there by their fingernails, trying to put their thumbs in the in the dike, and they're and they're that's struggling. One of my notes that we didn't get to the, the whole third rail concept. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear their opinion. On oh, that. they'll be back. Don't worry, they'll Good. be back. Uh, in any event, uh, Mary Moriarity has had that case taken from her. As a, I, I'm glad. But I also will acknowledge it's a horrendous precedent, a horrendous precedent, because voters can now legitimately say, well, geez, I'm voting for a Hennepin County attorney to represent me and prosecute cases. But how do I know if the governor won't like that and just take the case away? So it's a real, real problem. You know it's, joke- a, it's a real, real problem because she's so out there. It's so far gone on the left that somehow she had to be reined in. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. Only because they come to us on Good Friday, all the way from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at Worldwide Waftage. It was on this day, Joe. Today is April seventh, in eighteen forty-six, at the St. Paul Post Office was established in Henry Jackson's store. I'm going to go out on a limb here and bet that's why Jackson Street is named Jackson Street. There you go. Yeah. On this day in 1866. Four, seven. In Washington, D.C., the Boy Fort Ojibwe signed a treaty ceding their lands in St. Louis and Kuchichang counties and establishing the Net Lake Reservation. And on this day in 1924. April 7th. A warrant was issued for the arrest of Joe Friedman, operator of the Tower Theater in St. Paul, where he had shown clips of the Dempsey-Gibbons boxing match. Tommy Gibbons, a St. Paulite who later became Ramsey County Sheriff, went 15 rounds with heavyweight champion Jack Dempsey in Montana on July 4, 1923. Because boxing was illegal in some states at that time, interstate shipment for such pictures was outlawed and wow. Friedman was charged with receiving and exhibiting fight films in violation of federal law. Wow. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: And Tommy, of course, was longtime sheriff. Okay. In Ramsey County. Uh, he was, I think, was a succeeded by Kermit Hedman But Kermit was my favorite because he would always report a grand day parade for the winter carnival. Is having attracted five hundred thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> Big giant. We don't yeah, know that. Even though yeah. there was about, about three hundred twelve here. Yeah. out. so what? Four five hundred thousand? We're going to report. You want to see us? You want to see something fun, Kenny and GL uh, Town Council members? We're going to end. We are starting today. We are ending the show in kind of a new format. I didn't know that. I know you did. I, I wanted to spring it on you. So we'll see you later. Bye. That's
2: it, <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah.
0: Bye, Kenny. Kenny's See, gone. Kenny's gone.
2: Do you
0: do you want to know why, or you don't really? I do. Okay, we're gonna do uh, something new with the uh, the format of how we're gonna. It's just being heard by by the town council. Sure. Just well, the town council, well, not yeah, the other people. People are gonna find this out anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell the town council that, what we're gonna do. That's it. That's that's how it's gonna end. Then there's going to be what's called a post roll. I got your post roll. (laughs) Post roll. And then, uh, and then, uh, yeah. Then I'll do the wrap up after the post roll. But you guys will be long gone by then. Okay. Got all that? Yes, I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, I need to put in. What do we say? Oh, yeah, DK. The Air Force has to take more fat guys because they're running out of recruits. Oh. Hell, I can qualify. Well, we, we weren't taking fat guys before? No, you wanted your fit guys. Okay.
2: Where do I sign up? I am going to be in the Air Force. I'm joining! Uh,
0: what do we got here? Wherever he... It didn't sound like he was at the ballpark. Unless he found a closet well, somewhere uh, in the dress box. Yes. Yeah, but it's opening day. It's like there's some hustle yeah. and bustle. Yeah, don't. it's a little chilly, slow-arriving crowd. Uh, he probably found a quiet space. You know what's funny? I have zero interest in going at all this weekend. I, I was never, never intending to. Well, oh, I've been to the home opener every year for... I know. I had to do it long enough. You don't want to go? No, I'm I'm good. I'd rather watch them. No, we went to the opener. Well, yeah, because it was a new stadium. Because we were there. Plus, we had to, we and were you, the broadcaster. And you damn near missed the flyover. I, mean, I was looking at my feet. Sooch, <laughs> look
2: up! Huh? <laughs> uh,
0: oh, you know what we should do, then? Let's do the, um, let's do the megaphone. What? The, the description. It's on our new podcast platform called Megaphone. We were joined by State Rep. Marian, Marion. M a r i o n. We were joined in studio by. Oops. By God damn it. State, capital R E P. Yep. Marian O'Neil. Marian, oh, I think Marion O'Neill. Marion. Oh, M a r i o n. Yep, and it's two L's. I believe an old apostrophe big N I E L L E I L L. and state Senator Jason. State Senator. Whoops. Hang, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Jason Rarick. R A R I C K. Boom. Royce. You, uh, uh, Oh, I, use the dystopian hell line. That's That was great. You'll want to listen to them describe the dystopian hell of Minnesota <laughs> politics. D-Y-S. Is it A-N? I-A-N? Dystopian? D-Y-S-T-O-P-I-A-N. Hell of Minnesota politics? Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, live from opening day. Hey. Patrick, live. Hey. And boy, did we not cover a lot today. No, I think we did. Well, you know what I mean. I hear you. Oh. Roscoe, get down here. Let's go here. <laughs> I should just text him. He's probably not listening, listening to that. What is he if? Oops morning he's got to show me show you what the thing yep william found the gift from the easter bunny this morning i didn't know we gave gifts i didn't either and uh she's all worried about it i said honey he's a lot he uh he doesn't believe it. I'm a, pretty he sure rabbit walking. Around, I'm pretty he? sure he's just not wanting to say anything that to not give up the. No, guts. you don't want to give up the loop. No, did what? She's all worried. About it. I said, honey, for God's sake. What is she worried about? Well, just the fact that you know he knows now. Well, good Lord, Jesus, I hope so. He's 11. He already knows about sex at Well, no, I didn't believe. I learned when I was 16. I was, I was shocked. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> rabbit walking around, rabbit at his own car. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He comes in in the morning and hides eggs all over the joint. I think Easter uh, candy is uh, overrated. Mm, yeah, you're not a sweet guy, though. Uh, well, unfortunately, oh, no, you are. I've become one since I yep. went to the old dry dog. Ouch! I think I. Sunburn, my head. That'll happen when you're bald. I floored a new pothole the hard way. Wow. I know where they all are. Between here and home? Yeah. I damn near lost the truck. Joe, I'm not kidding, because you don't drive You don't drive down Barry over here to get to the back lot. Yeah, I do. There, yeah, no, Bobby, I'm not past this No, but I'm aware though. of the concrete chunks that are gone. It, it's the size of... What would you call it it's the size of a freaking fire pit and those concrete ones are worse because they're sharper edge yeah you're right so you you basically have to drive in the left lane yeah, i do to drive south the, I've been driving the wrong lane going home for ages wait a minute oh Jesus what am i doing what? i gotta
2: see my damn i forgot
0: gonna be all right yeah 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 you better hurry up because that bill's gonna be due
2: Eighteenth oh, it's the fifteenth
0: the first bill I have to
2: pay in my quarterly. Bye town council. Have a good have a good Easter.